0: Hey there dolls of horror fans d- doll fan d- doll fans horror fan dolls Do- doll heads dollars we haven't come up with an endearing nickname to refer to all of you collectively just yet so if anyone has any ideas anyway have you found yourself liking our podcast so much that you were like gee i wish i could wear the dolls of horror logo across my torso all day or my morning coffee would taste much better if the mug holding it had the dolls of horror on it Well, you're in luck, because if you become a Patreon subscriber, you can get a t-shirt, or mug, or even a onesie for your baby, who definitely should be listening to this podcast about blood, boobs, and other adult themes. Note to self, pitch, horror-themed, daycare, center.
1: They bring a little parts down here hell we got plenty of snakes and lizards for
2: them to play with there's no problem with that at all what
0: huh where was i oh yes um if you go to patreon.com slash of horror you can become a patreon subscriber where you get all of our episodes a week in advance along with some fun merch you can wear drink out of or torment your infant with go to patreon.com slash of horror today and now for your episode how can you believe in spirits if you don't believe in
2: God or Satan? Well, there's been evidence of their existence. Eyewitness accounts, photographs, recordings, you name it. And I've contacted some of them. Wait, what, a Ouija board? Ouija. What? It's pronounced Ouija, not Ouija. It comes from the French and German words for yes. oui and ja. Ouija. And this is a planchette. I don't care what you call it, dude. It's just like a game, like checkers or chess. For your information, dude, the Ouija board has been around since recorded history. It was in wide use as far back as 540 BC. I guess if Barbie dolls had been around that long, you'd you'd be talking to them too. (laughs) It beats talking to
0: you. Watch a few movies, take a few notes.
2: (laughs) You was fine.
0: There have been many movies over the years that get inspired by TV shows, plays, video games, and even other movies. So it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone that when Elijah Bond invented the Ouija board in 1891, he hoped that there would be a horror movie made about it almost a full century later. Now we'll just need a movie about a killer slinky and all of my childhood memories will officially be tarnished. So let's get comfy and grab our planchettes as the dolls do a little summoning of their own while they cover 1986's Witchboard. And now... The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime.
2: Hi
3: guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And tonight we are going to be talking 1986's Witchboard. And I loved it. (laughs) I have always loved this movie, but this is a recent watch for you, right? Yeah, this was my first time watching it. And you loved it.
1: (laughs) I did. I was smiling, literally smiling while I was watching it. And I wrote a lot of notes
3: because I liked a lot of things. (laughs) I have so many notes, especially on fashion. It's it's Oh, it was just like a revolving door of looks. (laughs) It was so good. Have you seen Witchboard Part 2? Of course you haven't because you didn't see this (laughs) No, I have to, but I need to watch it now. Yeah, I I got to continue it. (laughs) I actually like Part 2 even better.
1: Ooh! Uh-huh.
3: All right, I gotta watch it. Uh-huh. The main thing that that makes this one stand out for me and liking it a lot is Kathleen Wilhoit as Zarabeth. But I love part two so much, even more than this one. I think it's crazy. It's so good.
1: Wow! There is also
3: a part three, which I'm not as fond of. It's still okay, but okay. part right. part two is really where it's at for me. There's some
1: really great part twos out there in this world. So I mm-hmm. could believe that.
3: Yes, girl. Yeah. Well, as I said, I saw this one when I was real young, maybe 10 years old-ish. Aww. And I've loved it ever since. So I'm so, so, so happy. If you guys have not seen this gem from the 80s, the synopsis is when his girlfriend becomes obsessed with a spirit, she contacted using a Ouija board. Jim joins forces with her ex to identify and exercise that evil spirit. It stars Todd Allen, Stephen Nichols, Tony Katane, as I said, Kathleen Wilhoite, um, and James Quinn, and many others. Written and directed by the amazing Kevin Tenney, who is known also for Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. And... I I just I love everything about it. With that, what is your favorite kill, Jamie?
0: Fatality.
1: Okay, so you know the you know there is there are several kills there are several mm-hmm. kills and um, there's one that really stands out to me and I feel like maybe it's a little bit of co- it's the best kill. Let's be real, it's our girl, it's our psychic.
3: Same. Um, (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. It's so good. Because I mean, first of all, she steals every single moment that she's in. She's so wonderful. Like, I was I was just like, so engaged by her, like the whole time she was on screen. So you know, she's like in her cool apartment. First of all, she's in a really cool place. And I loved everything that was going on in her place. Um, And then you know, you get this like cool POV shots going on. And Uh then you know, she gets like, She gets her, like, throat cut, and then, like, she gets pushed out a window and then impaled
3: on, like, a sundial. Like, that is amazing. Yes. And then (laughs) that scene with her face after the impalement. So good. So good. I love the chase up the stairs. Me too. It's one of my favorite cinematic, like, elements, too. So good. Oh, so good. And I love the music that's playing while it's happening. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and her funky little dance that she's doing is kind of like my Friday dance. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got to have their good
1: Friday dance.
3: Right. It's so 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 good. Everything about that kill is amazing. The chase, the fall, the impalement, all of it. All of it. All of it. Okay. I knew I knew we'd we'd have the same one on that one. It's the best kill of the movie. There's no denying it. It's so good. And I love that you think that too, because I thought maybe it was my favorite because I so love the actress that plays Zarabeth. So maybe I'm just like biased.
1: Oh no, it's the best kill of the movie. Just it's hands down.
3: So good. It's so good. What about our kill creativity?
1: You know, so the kills are limited, but um, they are fun. I mean, our, hey, our first kill, the guy gets like crushed by... <laughs> Boards or, like, sheetrock or something like that. And yeah. That that was definitely kind of, like, surprising, you know? He's, like, lying there, and I was kind of nervous for him because I'm like, something doesn't seem right.
3: There's some Ouija happening right now. <laughs> the beauty of that kill is its simplicity.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: He just gets smashed. Yes, because, you know, you got your your Chekhov's gun. Do you think it's going to be the hatchet because mm-hmm. they show it? They do. And you're like, that's ominous. That's telling. That's what they call it, right? Chekhov's gun? <laughs> yeah. And no, he just gets crushed. Yep. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And Brandon, mm-hmm. or Brandy, <laughs> hatchet to the forehead. It's pretty cool. It is pretty great.
1: It is. And I really yeah. like his character, so I did like that kill as well.
3: I loved his character, too. Me, too. <laughs> Now, there may be a a continuity glitch. I didn't go back to rewatch it, but it seems like the hatchet hits his forehead when it hits. But then when he gets pulled from the the lake, it's like on the side of his face. Okay. Yes. No, it's true. I thought so. But you, I didn't go great. rewatch it. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. It's still great. <laughs> yeah, me, Mary.
1: You know, hatchets to the face are tricky business.
3: So you know, it, it, hey, it got him somewhere. We saw blood. There was a cut. <laughs> and we just wrapped an entire month of talking about hatchet, the movies. Yes. Yep. So mm-hmm. I have hatchets on the brain already. This is a natural progression. <laughs> it is, it is. This
1: is like, you know, a hatchet light. Um, and so, you know, you need that kind of transitionary hatchet between the hatchets and your next thing.
3: <laughs> so by next week, I'll have all of hatchet out of my system. Yes, yes. So we'll be on <laughs> to a totally different weapon. Yep. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, let's talk about our acting and actors in this because I love them all so much. Um, our boyfriend... Jim, played by Todd Allen. I loved him in another one of Kevin Tenney's movies, Pinocchio's Revenge.
1: I still haven't seen Pinocchio's Revenge. Oh, that's a good doll movie. I was going to say, that sounds right up our alley. Uh, I (laughs) got to watch that.
3: He reprises his role for a second in Witchboard Part 2. Oh, good. I really like him. I'm glad he pops up for a little bit. Yes, it's great, and the has a little nod to this one in it, so it's really, really good. Uh, Tani Katane plays Linda, and uh, I think she was most known for the White Snake videos in the late 80s. Sure, yep. Mm-hmm. Which came out around the same time as Witchboard did. I'm not sure which came out first, but it was around the same time. A lot of people also remember her from Bachelor Party and California Girls. I remember her from a lot of 90s TV, such as Seinfeld and Married with Children and Burke's Law. Okay. And mm-hmm. she did Hercules. Oh, okay. And she, yeah.
1: She's one of those people where like she looked so familiar to me mm-hmm. the whole time where I'm like, I know I've seen her on TV mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, yeah, she she had a very
3: familiar face. A gorgeous face About In 2018, she did something called Moms Anonymous, a television show. Oh, And it looks really good. I haven't seen it, but it looks really good. Uh, Steven Nichols played Brandon. I remember him as Patch in Days of Our Lives. He wore an eye patch. (laughs) I love that so much. And I haven't watched Days of Our Lives on the regular for maybe 20 years, 19 years. And... I was looking at his credits, and I think he's back on the show. Oh, (laughs) I think they brought Patch back. I love it when shows do that. Yeah,
1: definitely. So you're gonna have to like uh, start watching it religiously again,
3: (laughs) right? I do not have time (laughs) for that, girl. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) But I loved him when he was on it the first time for sure. He also has other soap opera fame: Young and the Restless, General Hospital, Santa Barbara, Port Charles, as well as other shows such as. Uh, the Nanny, Melrose Place, Diagnosis Murder, Renegade, TJ Hooker, She Spies. For horror, he was in house. Uh huh. You know, we love us some house. Yep. And you know, you know, I love me some Hallmark Christmas. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> a Beauty and the Beast Christmas. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know. I guess who's watching A Beauty and the Beast Christmas next year? <laughs> Oh, (laughs) this girl. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) As I said, I have loved Kathleen Wilhoy since I saw this movie when I was 10 years old. I became a lifelong fan of hers in everything she's done. She was known in the 80s for this movie, I think, as well as private school in Murphy's Law. Mm -hmm. Angel Heart, she had a little part of. I love
1: Angel Heart. I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah, She
3: played the nurse, um, like the reception nurse, where he's trying to do his research and find this individual. She's the one that gives him the information in the beginning. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to rewatch it just for her. One of my favorite comedies ever starring John Die, is Campus Man from the 80s. I haven't seen that one. It's about a guy, played by John Dye, college student. Takes place at ASU, by the way. Oh, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he is trying to figure out a way to stay in school with Money Wise, right? Okay. So he thinks up a pinup calendar, but a pinup calendar for girls, meaning there's all these um, hunky guys in it. Oh, hey. It's so funny. Anyway... Miss Kathleen plays his friend, and I. that may be one of my top five favorite 80s movies. All right. list, I got to watch it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, God, what else has this woman done? I mean, she's done everything. I just told you about Drowning Mona. Mm-hmm. She did voiceovers for a Nickelodeon show. I think it was Nickelodeon. Uh, Pepper Ann. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. She played Pepper Ann. She had a reoccurring on ER. She oh. did Will and Grace. She did an ice skating Hallmark movie. <gasps> oh, girl. Oh, girl. You know, I am all about the ice skating. Um, Apparently I'm, she was in Twin Peaks too. Yeah. She, girl's done everything. Yeah. And a really good British horror. I think it's British. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's called Dream Demon. Ooh, also from the '80s, I think, either late '80s, or early '90s. Sounds about right. It's so so good. Ooh. It's so good. If you like the dream type of scenario, and you know we do. Oh yes, we do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what else? Um, she did some like Lifetime movies. I think they originated on NBC. She did one with Hilary Swank called Terror in the Family, which was very good.
1: Oh, that sounds good. I do love my Lifetime movies, especially from like the 90s. Those Mm -hmm. are my favorite
3: ones. (laughs) Terror in the Family is on Tubi right now. I saw it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but I saw that maybe closer to when it first came out in um, the 90s. She got to act with John Die again in Touched by an Angel because John played the angel of death, Andrew. Uh Uh-huh. For many, many years on that show. She also co-hosts the Suck the Joy podcast with Corey Bonnell. Which they were regular um, as far as releasing episodes every week. Now it's more like a couple of times a year. Because their lives are just so busy, I presume. Sure. But it's such a treat. It's such a treat every time I get to see that there's a new episode out and I love their old episodes so much. A lot of their old episodes aren't on the site anymore, which makes me Aww. so sad. I wish I could hear them again. They had Amanda Wiss on. Oh, cool. Huh? And it was a really such a great episode and I wish I could hear that one again. In fact, when I met Amanda for the first time at flashback weekend in 2017, The thing I said to her was, I really loved you on the Suck the Joy podcast. Aww. (laughs) She's like, oh my God, you heard that. That's amazing. And then I met her again two years later and she goes, you look really familiar. Have we met before? I'm like, yes. And I told you I liked the Suck the Joy podcast. And she's like, Oh my God, I remember that. Oh, <laughs>
1: that's so cool.
3: And it's impressive that she said I looked familiar because, like, we're not Facebook friends. Uh huh. I looked different. My hair was several shades darker and curly.
2: Wow. And so
3: she's like, you look really familiar. Have we met before? <laughs> it's just Aww. that one time, two years ago. You
1: left an impression.
3: Yes. And so obviously, maybe she. Rem- I'm the only person that's ever mentioned the podcast to her. Aww, and she loved it. So she's like, yes, yes. Right. It was good. It was, it was fun. So good. I wish I could hear that episode again. It was such a good episode and anything dealing with nightmare. Nelm street alum. I'm in, you know that. Oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Kathleen is now she went back to school and she is now an acting professor at Cal state long beach And since the whole Corona shit started, she started doing like Zoom acting classes. She calls it Will Hoyt School of Drama. Oh, fun. So fun. And if you guys want any more information on that, you can check out the Will Hoyt School of Drama Facebook page. They're very affordable classes.
1: Nice.
3: if that's something you want to do, it seems like a really, really amazing thing. Unfortunately, I'm always working when they're, on when they're being taken place, but if I wasn't, I would totally be, be on it. Um, that sounds so fun. If I didn't chicken out. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> okay. No, but yeah, I am a Kathleen Wilhoit fanatic. Like, I adore this actress. She is so good. She's yeah, so good. A, Everything she cool does. Lady. Everything she does. I've mentioned her before, of course. Uh-huh, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely
1: recognize the name. She's come up before. And the podcast, too. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. So please check out the Sex and Joy podcast. There's a few episodes still up. And it's just such a good time. It's such a good time. Now, Burke Burns played Lieutenant Dewhurst. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
3: I remember him from Child's Play Part 3. Okay. And 1979's The Prophecy. Okay. He looked really familiar to me as well. He was also in private school with Kathleen. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. The movie, not school. (laughs) (laughs) And Tales from the Crypt, season one, episode four, only sin deep. That's the Leah Thompson episode. Okay. All right. So much fun. Love that. Love that. Love that episode so much. He was also, he was very big in the 70s and 80s across movies and TVs. Um, His last roles were 90210 in 1994. Okay. And Grace Under Fire in 1995. As far as I know, he's still alive. So I think he just retired. Gotcha. Yeah. So James Quinn plays Lloyd. Our our sheetrock death. Oh, mm mm-hmm. And I mean, he's so good. He's so funny. Several of my epic line possibilities came from him. (laughs) Yeah, he was pretty great. (laughs) He is primarily known for Kevin Tenney's movies. Yep. He was Night of the Demons. Apparently, he played demon voices. He was Pinocchio's Revenge. Witch Trap, which came out a couple of years after Witch Board. And by the way... The actor who plays Malfader was Uh in Witch Trap. And for a second, he's like also kind of a ghost ethereal type uh, character. And I wrote Kevin on Facebook and I said, I just saw Witch Trap or again, you know, since I was a kid. Because I saw it when it came out. And I said, or or as I like to call it, Malfader Part (laughs) 2. Oh, what else? Um... Recently, he did a couple of shorts. And nice. let's see, called American Satan and okay. Visible Scars. Hmm. So for our landlady, Mrs. Modus, Moses, that was played by Rosemarie. She was huge. She was huge in the 50s and 60s. She did the Doris Day show. Mm-hmm. My sister Eileen, the show, not the movie, because I love the movie. And the Dick Van Dyke show
1: yeah she definitely she's definitely familiar to me
3: yeah I mean most people know her from the Dick Van Dyke show she that's was, where I
1: recognize her
3: yeah she was a regular and she's great she's so great she lived a long life she passed at 94 years old oh wow just um, what four years ago so wow she, she had a full life and was iconic back then Uh, Judy Tatum played the doctor She was also in Witch Trap. Okay. And Kevin Tenney's uh, first movie, Book of Joe, and it was included on the DVD of Witch Trap. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a fun one. Uh, Gloria Hayes plays Wanda. I only think I recognized her from the movie Happy Together, which is another one of my most favorite comedies ever. That Mm -hmm. and Campus Man are they're neck and neck. I just love it. Wow. I got to watch both of these. Yeah. Happy Together is great. It's um, Helen Slater and Patrick Dempsey and Dan Schneider. Oh, It's amazing. Let's see here. J.P. Loopsen plays Malfader. And while he was not playing Malfader in Witch Trap, he was still very noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really all I know him from. <laughs> yeah. Susan Nickersons plays Chris, and you might be a little young, but did you ever see the show Salute Your Shorts on yeah. Nickelodeon? She was in that. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, nice. I love <laughs> Salute Your Shorts. So cool. Me too. It's me. been a really long time since I've seen that.
3: <laughs> yeah. It had been such a long time, but I loved that show. I don't know why, but I did. Because it was awesome and she also does behind the scenes work for movies such as Fight Club and being John Malkovich John Malkovich, sorry. She is in the research and clearance department. Wow, cool. Yep, so I wonder if she was doing that for this one too. Yeah, maybe. Let's see what else we got. Uh Ryan Carroll plays Roger. He produced The Convent. Okay. Toolbox murders from two thousand four. Mm. I've mentioned that a few times. And Witch Trap. Kenny Rhodes plays Mike, and he was in Board Part Two. He plays um one of Jim's friends, by the way. And okay. he was also reprises his role in Board Part Two. Nice. He was also on Dream On, Quincy ME, and the nineteen eighty eight reboot of The Munsters. Okay. When they remade that. And that's all I got for cast. It's kind of a small cast. Yeah, it's like, not huge. But I love them all so much. Um, can we please talk some fashion moment? Oh, girl. Yes, we can.
1: There was a lot to talk about. There's a lot to unpack with the fashion. It's good. <laughs> I have
3: a half a page of possibilities. And I have no idea what I want to pick. Even now. I had just... multiple looks too, but I know I know the one that I pick, but and it's very <sighs>
1: obvious for me, but you know, I know the one that I pick.
3: You know, I wanted to mention this. It's not my fashion moment, but I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to you. Zarebeth's single dangle earring. Yep. I had an earring that looked almost exactly like that as far as the charms that were on it, the length it was, and I too wore only one because I wanted to be funky. And I don't know if I took that from this movie or if I took it from something else from the eighties, but I would like to think that I subconsciously was inspired by Zarabeth.
1: I think so. I think the funk also lives inside of you, but I think like <laughs> I think this movie like subconsciously brought the funk
3: out, and it was like, I'll <laughs> do it, just wear that one.' I did. I did. Sometimes I got real crazy and I wore two dangles, but they were mismatched. Oh, oh yeah. See, that's the trick. You got to mismatch them. So sometimes I wore the one and sometimes I switched it up. And that was kind of my thing. That and blue nail polish. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I really want to see pictures. I really want to see pictures. I think I burned them all. Not because of the fashion, <laughs> but because I was so ugly. Aww. <laughs> like, I was not cute at all back then. So it, the fashion was the only thing that I liked about back then on me. It was not my looks at all. So I don't think I have any pictures. I don't think I have any pictures pre-skating.
1: Gotcha. Well, if you do find, if you do find one somewhere, I want to see it because I want to see this awesome, you know, one earring, blue nail polish combo. I really (laughs) want to see it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> so crazy so crazy I was just trying to bring the 80s back it was yes. the mid 90s and I still felt 80s yeah
1: you're like I'm not ready <laughs> I'm not I ready I want to go
3: back I want to go back it's true <laughs> yeah it's true I was like oh <laughs> yeah anyway I want to know your fashion moment
0: young hot and an attitude that says who cares it's only fashion That Hansel's so hot right now.
1: Okay, so, you know, there was lots of moments I really, really loved. Like, our boy, um, I think it was Brandon is his name, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There was one point where he, like, rolled up his uh, pant leg a little bit, and he had these cool, like, blue, like, striped, they were, like, black with blue striped, like, uh, socks that I really Mm -hmm. liked. I also really love Linda's, like, black hat that she wears, like, at the end when she's possessed. And then uh, she wears it earlier in the movie, too. It's a funeral, wears- right? Yes, it's her funeral outfit where it's, like, black hat and then she's got these, like, round earrings. And I really uh-huh. like that look. But, of course, my favorite look of all is linda's robe because she's got kind of <laughs> like it's like a pinkish like coral robe and i love my pink bathrobes of horror so i added it to my list on my phone i stopped and i was like oh gotta add it to my list and i added it because i have like multiple lists i have like my pink robes of horror i have my dogs of horror where i literally write timestamps now now when dogs appear in horror movies hula hoops hula hoops and toilets um so those are my Those are my list on my phone of horror movies. But I was like, oh, my God, it's a pink robe of work. And it's like it's satiny. And it's like just the way that it like hangs is really cool. And she wears it through like a good chunk, like a little chunk. So that is my very, 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 very obvious. Like Jamie's going to pick that fashion moment.
3: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You mentioned Linda's hat at the end and at the funeral. Can I just say at the end, that whole outfit she wore when she was possessed? Oh, it was fire. It was so good. And it was so timeless. You could wear that in the eighties. You could wear that in the nineties. I would wear that today.
1: I was just gonna say I want that look. I want to recreate that look. Like Mm -hmm. I love like a good, like I love a lady in like a good suit like kind of thing, and like the hat just adds a whole new layer. And her hair was fabulous in that scene. Like I I wanna wear that.
3: If there's ever a convention that we find that Tani's at. We got to wear it. We got to wear it. it. Let's cosplay it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my let's God. Do yes. do it. We'll just both show up to her table dressed as twins. Yes. Oh and God. hopefully she'll remember. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, right? She'll yeah. be like, she'll like, what? And we're like, we're she'll... cosplaying. We're you. Yes. Or she'll be like, this looks really familiar, but I yeah, don't but remember. <laughs> it, it was like. 35 years ago. That so. was yes, a while ago. <laughs> I would not be mad if she no. was like I don't get it. We did we'd be happy to explain it. <laughs> yes. It's it's our love and, and tribute to you, yes. Connie. <laughs> now, okay, I had so much fashion. Um I was really into Brandon's turquoise pinky ring.
1: I loved that too. I wrote
3: that down <laughs> as well. <laughs> um at the party in the beginning, Brandon's hot tie matches the wallpaper. I noticed that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the design looked the same. Oh, my God. That's so good. And my runner-up is Lloyd's at the party. Very wow. 80s belt. It looked like Debbie's in the Nightmare on Elm Street par 4. Oh, I kind of remember the belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my, my ultimate fashion goes to our girl's Arabeth her jean jacket with all the fringe and the lace and the sequins and the beads it's so dang- amazing. and the dangle sounds yeah
1: i literally wrote a note about the dangle sounds in particular like it made me so happy every time i heard them and like it was like pavlov's dog you know i heard the <laughs> i heard the jangly sound and i knew it was good i knew like we were <laughs> in a good situation so now anytime i hear a jangly
3: sound like that i'm just going to think of witchboard yes Yes, I think I have thought of Witchboard every time after that. Yeah, I really do. (laughs) This movie influenced me so much and I didn't even know it until I started thinking deeply about it to do the show. And I started having flashbacks of when I was a kid or a a preteen. And I was like, I think I took inspiration from this a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, this really formed me as a person subconsciously. (laughs) Thank you, Kevin Tenney. Yes. (laughs) I owe you for the person I am today. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be who I was today if it weren't for you in Witchboard. Thank you. It's true. And Night of the Demons. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I can't wait to talk about that one, too. Yes. Okay. Best hair.
0: This doesn't concern you, Lathor not nearly as much as your hair does that's for sure
3: you know it has to go to zerabeth all the way oh, no question
1: no question there i wrote that as well i have a runner up but like no question yeah
3: what's your runner up
1: um so my runner up is linda cuz like so and it's it's specifically in the first scene that we see her in mm-hmm. cuz she's got it she's got it kind of in an updo so it's like mm-hmm. in the back it's up and it's kind of like Poofed a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I also wrote a note when she took it down. You know, where I was like, "Oh, it's also fabulous when she takes it down. It's glorious. Like just in general, it's like the color is great, the bangs are good. Like the bangs are really fun. But yeah. I really, li- I really like when she has it um up um in that first scene that we see her in. She has some really great hair oh, in my- general. Oh my
3: god, she has gorgeous hair. I love it so long and so beautiful. I loved it at the end when she was possessed, Linda. Me too. Her hair was... (laughs) Oh, she looked good. Possession looked looked good good. on her. (laughs) Possession did look good on her. And speaking of Possession, I have to talk about this because we talked about it when we did Sorority House Massacre Part 2. And how it kind of emulated this movie a little bit. So they had the... Ouija board scene in which they called it a spirit board because yep. I presumed it was copyrighted. Now I'm not sure. Yeah, I if know. It's copyrighted, but you know, could go either way. But why would they only call it a spirit board and not use the brand name?
1: Yeah, I know. Because I mean, everybody knows what that is. Everybody knows Ouija or Ouija. Ouija. Right.
3: <laughs> You've been saying it wrong the whole time. You just found that out. I've been saying it wrong my whole life, and I didn't know. This whole time, I've been looking like a real
1: asshole, being like, hey, so (laughs) what? Are we going to pull out our Ouija board or something?
3: (laughs) And they're like, don't you mean Ouija? However, no one corrected you, so they didn't know either. I know, right? And they're like, yeah, Ouija board. Come on,
1: guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. But
3: (laughs) Ouija. Again. Thank you, Mr. Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For the education. <laughs> if only i seen this movie sooner. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like Sorority House Massacre Part 2, the fight scene at the end when Melissa Moore gets possessed by the spirit. Uh, I forgot the character's name. The, yeah, I, I forgot know. what the spirit's name was. I keep wanting to call him. Or we'll catch him, but that guy was alive. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't remember who the spirit's name was in that movie. But there's this whole fight scene. She's possessed. She has the crazy voice going on, and all that stuff, and the the really cool hair, and even how she was standing, her stances. Mm -hmm. And when we were when we were recording that episode, I couldn't remember which movie came first. Which board came first, so they clearly borrowed from that.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's some definite parallels.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know you only copy from the best, right? Exactly. It's a it's flattery. Yes, it's an homage. <laughs> okay. How about epic line?
0: This is gonna be totally epic.
1: Ooh girl, you know this is the hardest category because there were a lot of good epic lines, but I do have it narrowed down to there's 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 three and a half I'm gonna mention.
2: <laughs>
1: I'll let you go first. Okay. The half one is just um Okay, maybe it's four and a half. okay. <laughs> the half one is just where there's a moment where, you know, she's like cursing up a storm and mm-hmm. stuff, right? And he just um the boyfriend, you know, he says, Your language babe and I loved it and David and I both loved it. And
3: Henry talks to me time. like that sometime too. Well <laughs> he'll he'll do that. And I'll be like, Well, maybe you should lead by example. Yeah. Shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then I really like the line, um, it's our girl, and she says something to the effects of like, I think I forgot my crystal ball and then she, ah! <laughs> and she's like, just a little psychic humor and then that comes up like three times.
2: I'm going to make contact now, so whatever happens, stay in your seat, alright? If you stand or talk, the contact might be broken. Oh, bummer, I forgot my crystal ball. (laughs) Just a little psychic humor, I don't really have a crystal ball.
3: That's one of my favorite catchphrases, just a little psychic humor. I use it in my everyday life. And if people understand the reference, they're (laughs) automatically (laughs) in with me.
1: Yes. You're like, it's like, wait a minute, which word? Uh?" (laughs) Yep. But my favorite line of all comes from Jim. um, Jim? James? um, And he says, what you're telling me is I'm living with Linda Blair. (laughs)
2: All right, when someone uses a Ouija alone, like Linda, she's very susceptible to the spirits she contacts. And the wrong spirit will take advantage of this. At first, he'll be extremely helpful and friendly so that she's lured into using the board more and more. Pretty soon, all she wants to do is use the board. Everything else, like going to classes, becomes unimportant. This is called progressive entrapment. When she reaches this stage, the spirit changes. He starts to frighten and terrorize her, gradually breaking down her resistance. And once that's done, he's able to possess her. So what you're telling me is that I'm living with Linda Blair.
0: And
1: I, like, can't get over that line, and I love it so much. Also, there's a point where Brandon leaves a message on Linda's machine, and at one point he says, I just realized I left my Ouija there the other night, and it's so nonchalant, and it cracks me up so much, because it's like, man, I've never been in a situation where I had a voicemail from a boy, and it was like, oh, hey, I I think I left my Ouija at your house last night. You know, the Ouija that was, like, being all weird. It's over at your house still, my Ouija.
3: I think I left my spirit board at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have it back, please? Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Linda doesn't want to give it back because she is having yeah. way too much fun with it. Oh, she is. She is. She's gone. You know, she's She's oh, yeah. in deep with the with the spirit board. This is a, a line from part two. But the, the female character says, so what? I'm a Ouija junkie or something. <laughs> <laughs> like something along those lines. And I loved it so yeah the progressive entrapment being referred to as a ouija junkie was great i fucking love that but that's part two not part one so back on track summer um okay oh is that all for you that's it i mean i have more that i liked and wrote down but that's all i'm gonna say yeah okay so i have narrowed it down to three my runner-up number one is from lloyd at the party when he is staring out the window at brandon's car and he's like oh man multiple sadness
0: <laughs> what was that noise Ooh, sounded like a gunshot
2: excuse me folks pardon me oh man multiple sadness who owns the red cover i do why it tires, history, bud. Speaking of
3: the '80s, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, of course, everything that Zarabeth says is amazing. Mm-hmm. But my runner-up number two, which almost won, is, come on, Brandy, let's hit the musty, dusty.
2: Oh, T-
3: PTFN.
2: Yes. <laughs> Me, in your car, going home. (laughs) Just some more psychic humor. (laughs) Come on, Brandy, let's hit the musky dust. TTFN. Just the fact that
3: she calls him Brandy is great. I know,
1: I like that too.
3: My winner comes when... Jim and Brandy are going on some ghost hunting, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and they're in the hotel, and Jim says, I don't suppose you happen to have an extra toothbrush in your bag? And then Brandon says, I'm afraid not. And then Jim replies, damn, I hate talking to ghosts with plaque on my teeth.
2: Got to get out to the dock first thing in the morning. I don't suppose you have an extra toothbrush in that bag. I'm afraid not. Damn, I hate talking to ghosts with plaque on my teeth.
1: (laughs) Love it. I love those two together, too. Uh, Yeah, I love, like, every scene that they're, like, working together, kind of, and uh just, like, their relationship is really fun.
3: They're so great. They are so great. The characters are great. The actors are great. Everything about them is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I struggled with this next one, too prop we would like to own. Ooh, yeah. This one was kind of tricky. Kind of tricky. There are so many amazing things that were obvious. Yeah. But then there were so many things that were not obvious. Like, I really loved Linda's clock. I did And it had like a seesaw situation.
1: Yeah, that's one of them I wrote down. That was so amazing. And there was one shot where it like specifically like was focused in on that. And I... yes.
3: It was so good. I really loved Zarebeth's dice or die side table. Mm hmm. That was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. This is so generic, but I want it. I want the board, but I want the evil version of the board. It's very, very subtle. So, if you're not paying attention, you won't notice it. It took me years to figure it out. But as the board gets more sinister, and it goes back and forth. Like, when it's a friendly conversation, it's the nice board. And when it's a more sinister conversation, the cherub at the top changes. What? I had no idea. I did not notice that. It's so subtle, and it's so effective. So... The cherub at the top is like an angel, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And it has like angel wings and they look like feathers. The wings are feathered, okay? Then when you're in a darker mode, it's like bat wings, dinosaur wings. I don't know, but it looks evil, because oh. the wings are completely different. They're not light and feathery anymore. They're like sharp angles on the wings.
1: That is so cool. I'm going to have to like scroll back and like see that now. Mm-hmm. And they also
3: did the same trick in Witchboard Part 2. Nice. Okay. Good yeah. to know. It took me forever in a day to, to figure that out. But it's pretty great. So I want the evil version of the Witchboard, which is like such a boring thing. Like, of course you want the board. Duh. But you know, if But it's to- awesome. Yeah. If I'm going to go more extravagant, can I please have the house?
1: I know. The house <laughs> is so awesome. The house is one of my favorite parts. P.S., did you recognize that house? It looked really familiar to me, but
3: I couldn't place it. And I was like, that house, I've seen it before. Good, because you have seen it before. So, first of all, it was in the movie I was telling you about off air called Rush Week.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Which you haven't seen, I know. Yep.
3: I have not seen that one. By the way, the house is called the Hirsch Mansion. That's Ooh. the name of the house. It was waxwork. Oh, okay. <laughs> when Zach is exiting his home, that's his house. Okay, yeah. It was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt from season two. It's, the episode is called Television Terror with Morton Downey Jr. And it's basically an episode about a reality show. I feel like I've seen that at some point for sure. It's a fun one. It's a fun Mm -hmm. one. So it's like a haunted house reality show. Oh yeah. And of course everything was supposed to be all fake, but guess what? It's not fake.
1: Oh shit.
3: (laughs) So television terror is a fun one. It was also in my precious 90210. uh, There's a Halloween episode, which I just love so much. And so it, That was the house in that. It was in 1971's Willard. Okay. And Elvira. The movie.
1: Oh, yay. I love the movie. I probably recognize it from there, too.
3: Yep. Yep. Wow. This house has a resume. Most people recognize it from Waxwork or Elvira. But I always love that Tales from the Crypt episode. So, Very cool. Yeah. And and also, um, I'll take. You know, Brandon's Roadster. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Can I please have that Shelby Cobra? Pretty please. Please. They only made those cars for like one year. Wow. I did not yeah. know that. I think it was 1962, maybe 1963. It's a a British car, I believe. But mm. yeah, they only... One year. Oh, so, I would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Slick, yeah, totally slick. <laughs>
0: yeah, well,
3: I so the I, house and the board. I, those are my options.
1: <laughs> those are good options, and you know what? I I know it's obvious to you, but I also choose a board. But I actually choose the second Ouija board that they get, um, Brandon and Jim when they they're on like a little dock or something. And I love that board because it's like a green color and it's like really gorgeous. And they're actually talking to David on that one. Um, so I pick the real David. The real alert. David. Yes. Um, so I pick that board. I love that board. I think it's beautiful and I want it in my home. I also really liked. Um, oh my God. So our girl, she had this really cute little couch in her apartment. And I, I just want the couch. It was really, really cute. It was like a Chase Lounge kind of couch. So I want that too. But really, I want the <laughs> green board.
3: We would both choose the green boards, and we would—I'd frame it and put it up.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Right. So just frame it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you remember also when we were talking about Sorority House Masquerade Part Two, and mm-hmm. we talked about the the Ouija safety? Like,
1: yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're supposed to say goodbye! And we're like, "What? you gotta close the conversation. Come on, close the portal. (laughs) Love it. Alrighty, special
3: effects.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's not like a super gory movie or anything, but I thought the, um, I did think the kill scenes were nice, and um, I really liked, um, I did think it was just fun when stuff, like, flew. So, you know, the I think there was, like, like a weapon that flew at one point. I like the fog kind of at the house in the beginning. There was like a foggy, hazy thing going on and I really like that. Yeah. Yep.
3: Uh, I agree. I loved all the special effects. They were simple. It was mm-hmm. a low budget movie, but they were effective and beautiful. They were, especially the fog. Oh, I loved the fog so much. And they also played really well with the cinematography. Absolutely. My favorite cinematography shots were like the spirit POV shots.
1: I was going to say, I you know, I love my POV shots. I love mm-hmm. POVs and the POVs in this are really, really fun and really awesome. And really fast.
3: Yeah. Like when the spirit is approaching, it's not usually not a slow approach. It's like a rush.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: very rough. And I don't know. It's just so good. Yeah. Can we talk about this beautiful shower scene, too? Oh, yes, please. I loved that scene so much. It was awesome. It almost was like an arts shot with all the steam. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. And I'm not one for nude scenes. Like, I don't really like them. And I don't care either way. But it wasn't gratuitous. It was was very tastefully done. And like I said, the steam made it look like a painting almost. It was so pretty. Yeah.
1: And that whole scene was good because it was, you know, it was tense, too. And Mm -hmm. I think the cinematography played into that as well because it's, you know, it's scary. You're, like, vulnerable and you're in a shower and, like, shit, the steam and the water is all hot and you got to, like, bust
3: through the door. Yes. Naked. Right. Break it. Like, and hope you don't cut yourself, too. Exactly. Damn. And, I mean... Okay, I know it was sugar glass, of course, but right? Shower, shower doors are very thick and very hard. In real life, she would have really had to punch that hard. <laughs> she would have had to punch that super hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful movie. It's, it is. So, it's so nice to look at.
1: Yeah, another thing I really loved, I loved all the shots where um, where it was just the hands on the board. I, like, mm-hmm. love hands because, like, hands just tell so many stories, right? And, like, mm-hmm. everybody had, like, I mean, people had, like, cool, um, like, nails, right? Like, the girls mm-hmm. all had really cool nail polish or nice nails or they were long. And then, you know, we had that great, like, um, that great ring on Brandon. <laughs> and so I just love all the scenes where it's just the hands moving around on the board And I like the way that the hands actually, like, travel on the board. It's very, Mm -hmm. like, it's almost kind of like its own beautiful little choreography. It's a ballet. Uh, Exactly. It's a ballet with hands. So I loved loved all of those scenes. And then um, the scene where we have our girl, our psychic, and... David, you know, she's speaking as David, right? There's mm-hmm. this really great, like, long circular pan. Mm-hmm. where Around just, and around. Yeah, it just goes around the table and there's no cut. Like, it's just a long shot, a long circling pan. And I just thought that was brilliant.
3: It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good way to build the tension in that scene. Yeah, totally. Without jumping out at you and saying, boop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it did have a boo at the end when all the cans fell over. It did. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you said, that scene was almost like a ballet too. It was yeah. Very it very relaxing. It was very hypnotizing and then boom. Yeah. You, ju- you jump, right? Totally. So good. Let's talk some music. Oh,
1: the music was great. I really loved the opening music. Um, Basically, like, the minute the music started, I was like,
3: okay, I like this. (laughs) Very synthy strings. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Sorry, not strings. Stings. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's early. (laughs) My mouth is not working properly. I'm with you. had such a good soundtrack, too.
1: Yeah. I just love the synthiness. And, man, like, that first song, like, the first intro music is just so cool. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes, it's, again, beautiful. I could make a ballet to that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, this movie is composed by Kevin's brother, Dennis, Dennis Tenney. Aw. Dennis also did Captured Alive, uh, Leprechaun, Part 3 and 4. Okay. Grim. hmm And The Prophecy. Okay. Mm-hmm. As well as Kevin's other movies, Night of the Demons 1 and 3, uh, Peacemaker, Pinocchio's Revenge, Witchboard 1 and 2, Witch Trap, TikTok, Demolition University, and Braindead. Dead* is fun. I don't know if I've seen Braindead or not. I don't think it's I have. Newer. It's, it's newer. It's not from okay. the 80s. I don't even think it's from the 90s. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. It, you're, you would laugh a lot. <sighs> it's it knows exactly what it wants to be and awesome. you're going to laugh. So it's good. Let's talk about the music, the song bump in the night by steel breeze mm-hmm. that was playing over Zarebeth's kill. First of all, how fun is that? That's so I, good. I think that was also like written by Kevin, Ten- or, sorry, Dennis Tenney as well. I think nice. I hope please, I hope so I, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I love that song. That song just makes me feel happy. Like four out of five doctors did. Yes. (laughs) And cry no more.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, We should make a dolls like playlist with some of these awesome songs. Yes. And this one would definitely be on the playlist.
3: Well, one thing I want to do one day is I want to do an episode on music. only. Yes. We've talked about this. We need to do it. I need to prepare (laughs) where we maybe break down our top 10. favorite songs from the movies, this will probably make the list.
1: It's really, really
3: good. So good. You know what else would make the list for me? Mm. The theme song from Friday the 13th Part 3. It's like a disco version of the Friday the 13th theme. Which is really fun. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I have to say, I mean, I just, I love the Suspiria theme so much. I love I Goblin. So, oh my God, that's definitely going to be on my list because I love the whole Suspiria soundtrack so much. I love Goblin. <laughs> it's
3: so good. It's so good. Yeah. We have to do Suspiria sometime soon. Oh, I love Suspiria so much. I love it. I love it. Again, since it was my very first horror movie, it has Aww. to happen. Right? Yeah. All right. The aging on this movie it's like a a 1980s time capsule but that is part of its charm it is
1: yeah I think it's fun to like I think it'll be fun to view like forever because it mm-hmm. was really fun but yeah it's definitely it's definitely 80s yes no and question it feels like it. <laughs> yep no question it feels like 80s the whole way
3: <laughs> in the best way you know it's true all all 80s love here. And like I said, I borrowed from this movie in my own personal life uh for many years past the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> um The Twist. Oh,
1: right. Um So, so many twists, first of are, all. <laughs> there are many twists in this in this movie. Obviously there's the big one at the end. Mm-hmm. That it's not Linda who's the portal, right? Also, that surprised twist. me. That
3: got me. Yeah, the twist before that is it wasn't David that she's talking to either. It was not yes. Vader. Yes,
1: there's the twist too, where it's like, were you? Did you ever talk to Linda? And it's like, no, that little ghost boy never talked to her. That was something else. That was someone worse. Gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I know. Me By too. The way. Yeah. <laughs> Where it was like the little the little pant, planchette or whatever it's called, yeah. no, and it's like <gasps> she wasn't ever talking to David, the sweet little ghost boy,
2: right? I mean,
3: oh, and then the twist—I mean, I don't know if it's a twist, more of a plot point when they're trying to figure out where David's buried and find his parents. Oh, his parents are just dead, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, like what? Yep. Where they're
1: like, yeah, we'll just ask his the parents about their dead son, and then it's like, oh. Never mind. Can't do that. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Back to the witchboard. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, okay. Pacing.
1: I thought that pacing on this was good. Um, you know, it takes. I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, it takes a while for like a kill to happen. But I enjoyed. I enjoyed what
3: led up to that.
1: I liked the little party that they started off in. Yeah, I liked the pacing on this.
3: Yeah, I like it too. This movie, you know, hour and a half, in and out. Exactly mm-hmm. how I like my movies. Yep. It's quick, to the point, and a few jump scares. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Gets you where yeah. you need to go. It does. It does. Some people I've talked to think it's a little slow in the beginning, but I think it's just right.
1: I think it's just right too. I could see some people finding it a little slow in the start, but I, I liked it. and I mean, I to be fair, I watched some real slow burn movies, so... Mm. I, that's not slow to me, but.
3: Right. But I liked it because you kind of needed that to establish your character's relationships and dynamics.
1: Absolutely. Because there are some relationship dynamics going on yes. in
3: the movie. Between Linda, Brandon, and Jim. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't have that, you'd be a little like, why is Brandon such an asshole? And what's Jim's problem? And yeah. Yeah. and what's Linda doing? Yeah. 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 So you those, need three. That. <laughs> no, those three. Those
1: three. Those uh, <laughs> three. this little dance that all three of these guys are doing. <laughs> the relationship dynamic. Yeah. We definitely needed some intro to that because it's an important element of the movie. It's true.
3: Um the story.
1: I dug it. I mean, I I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was a super fun, a super fun plot. You know, I always like, I always like a story where, you know, somebody gets a little over in over their head Mm -hmm. with like magic specifically. I like when people get in over their head with magic Mm -hmm. because it can happen to the best of you.
3: Yeah. Especially if you're fooling around with it and you haven't done your homework or your research and you really don't know what you're doing. That's Mm going to be a problem. Probably. Yeah. I love it. But you're
1: seeing these results and you're like, oh my God, it's working. Like Mm -hmm. I can see, I I could, I'm, I could see myself falling into that trap myself. Progressive entrapment for Jamie. Yes. (laughs) I think I'm a prime candidate for progressive entrapment. (laughs) I mean, hope none of you ghosties are listening or spirits or whatever, but don't, don't entrap me, please. But I would be a perfect candidate for it. (laughs) I'd be a goner.
3: Um, I think that, personally, for me, there have been many, many Ouija board movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one and part two, I think, are my favorite Ouija stories, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? I like,
1: I like the story a lot.
3: I love it. I love the story. I love the acting in it, but I love how the story is told, and I love the script. So, so many movies have... Before and after have dealt with a Ouija board, but mm-hmm. this one in part two is my favorite.
1: Yeah, I'd have to like think about it a little bit, but I do really enjoy. I do really enjoy this as a as a Ouija board movie mm-hmm. and other yeah. Ouija board other other people who are looking to make a Ouija board movie or story. I mean, here's a great source of inspiration. You know, yeah, check it out.
3: They already did it in Sorority House Massacre Part Two. They did. It could also (laughs) inspire your Ouija
1: board movie. So check out this movie, everybody.
3: (laughs) Um, scary rating. I I mean, you know, we don't get scared. So it wasn't.
1: Yeah, it wasn't scary. But I mean, I loved it. But it wasn't scary.
3: I think maybe the scariest part for me personally would be um honestly being set up for murders i didn't do <laughs> yeah and also the xerabeth situation in her house that was scary
1: actually okay
3: yeah because it was her house wasn't haunted it just showed up mm-hmm. took and care of his business haunted. and left and it was very quick yeah so she didn't even know what was happening and then it happened that's so, true. That's true. I guess oh, that scary. may be a wee bit scary if you believe in that sort of thing. But definitely, we see this in movies and read it in books all the time. All your characters are dead except for one, and they never cover what happened to that person who's yep. survived. Are they? Well, actually, they did talk about that in Hatchet uh, 4. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm, in Victor yeah. Crowley, because everyone thought Andrew was the murderer. <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> So they did cover that in Hatchet, but so many movies just ignore the fact that there's one survivor and now everything's going to be fine. It's like, no, I think you're in some legal trouble right now.
1: Yeah, everyone is
3: dead. And it looks like you.
1: (laughs) And it doesn't necessarily look great for you because it's like, "Mm, is it this person or this legend of a great ghost kind of thing?
3: And the authorities don't believe in ghosts or legends.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, that doesn't hold up in court very well. No. (laughs) It was a ghost. It was the legendary, you know,
3: you've heard the story. That was what happened. The ghost did it isn't going to be a good (laughs) defense for you. Yeah, no. Right. (laughs) So that's honestly the scariest part about this movie or most movies who deal with this is I'm innocent and I can't prove it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a tricky situation to be. I'm like, (laughs) hey, look to the Ouija board, you know? Yes. Ugh. You're talk like, to yeah. the Ouija board. like, "Yeah, right. Hey, talk to the Ouija because the hand ain't listening. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my face ain't listening. Whatever that saying is." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Overall movie rating. Oh, so this
1: was a first time watch for me. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have the same nostalgia that you have. And right. this was a form. This was a very formative movie for you. <laughs> Apparently, I um- didn't even know. <laughs> It made you the woman that you are today, it Summer. Did. It really did. And I'm so thankful for this movie for that. Um, I think that for me, uh, this movie is going to get like a seven and one one green Ouija board.
3: <laughs> well, obviously, that's a very good rating, of course. We go it on is. one to ten, ten being the highest. Seven is pretty good. It is. That's I right? really enjoyed this movie. It's up my alley.
1: I like supernatural stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Ouija boards a lot. And like I said, I really like when somebody has magic kind of like get over their head, like
3: get yeah. t- into it. So I really liked it. Yeah. So given my, my personal history with this movie and the fact that I continue to watch it over and over and over again and I still love it. I love this movie so much. I owned it on VHS, right? Aww. And then when it was not put out on DVD initially, I bought like a bootleg copy on DVD. Uh-huh. Just like a really bad VHS burn because mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't available for DVD purchase until later. And then it became available for DVD purchase. And I went on about that too. cover all the bases (laughs) right so I love this so much I bought it three times (laughs) but I always believe in buying if it's available of course I only resort to the bootleg versions if they never put it out again exactly no it's not available so I really 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 believe in um, even if okay this this version's fine on my bootleg of buying it again Mm -hmm. if it's available, to support the movie, support the filmmakers, support everything about it. And honestly, if I like it that much to hunt it down on a really shitty copy, I like it enough to buy it again on a better copy when it is available. Totally. Right? So, overall movie rating for me is 8 and 1 Funky Hat. Oh, yeah! (laughs) 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 Which, again... I know it's not a nine. I know it's not a 10, but I'm very stingy with my ratings. Most of my movies get like a five or a six. And those are movies oh. I really, really like. So if I give something an eight, then I freaking love this movie. Oh yeah. Oh, no, eight, eight is a good score. It is a very yeah. good And seven's a really good score considering yeah. you don't have any nostalgia for it. Yeah. No, I like really I liked do. it. I really thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. I actually don't have any fun facts on this because the fun facts I found on the internet were questionable. Mm. And I I didn't. They First of all, they weren't that interesting. And I also didn't know if they were correct. So I didn't want to bring them up. But I did make a note. <laughs> of, I have
1: a note too. An
3: extra thing. This should have maybe have been in my cinematography or acting video for, uh, section. Maybe it could be a directing section, because I don't know who did this. Could have been director's choice or actor's choice. But after Sarah Beth completes her seance, and Brandon, they're still in the apartment, and Brandon is over there rubbing Linda's shoulders, and Jim's just staring at him. Like, get your hands off my woman. Uh, <laughs> and then he hands Brandon, like, board bored while just glaring at him (laughs) like hold this not her (laughs) yeah (laughs) the
1: tension is real again that that is quite the dynamic this group has going between them and i loved every second of it yeah me too i was living for it what's your note Oh, okay, so I haven't done one of these in a while, but I would be (gasps) remiss if I didn't do one of these now. We got ourselves a font talk, font talk, whoop, whoop.
2: Join me in my world of fonts.
1: (laughs) I I loved that font in the beginning. Oh, my God. So it, like, comes in with this, like, Uh foggy, like, blue kind of, like, light on it, and the text Uh itself is almost very, like, like old english or something it's like old school like magic-y kind of like font and i fucking loved it so font talk it was really good and i even liked the credit font as well it was white and like i just like how the style was but yeah that witch word when it comes in with that blue light and the font is like so good
3: it's so good. It's so good. I was wondering if you're going to mention the font. If you didn't, I was. <laughs> I
1: had to because it's so good. It's so good.
3: <laughs> it is so, so good. Oh, wow. This I'm so glad we finally did this movie. I've been talking about doing it for a while, about a year actually, before Aww. even you were my co-host. We were talking yeah. about it and it just never happened because we were doing a lot of other things.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm so happy we finally got to do this. In the very near future, we'll be doing part two, because I would like to do that while this one is still fresh in our brains. I would love to do that, too. Awesome. Okay. So, thank you to everyone involved in this movie, especially Kevin Tenney, for making such a gem.
1: You're the man. You're
3: the the man. man. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a lot of people sleep on this movie. Everyone always resorts to his movie The Night of the Demons
1: Mm -hmm.
3: but I don't hear this one mentioned a lot and I love it and I want more people to know about it and I really want more people to know about part two as well hopefully we're doing our part to do that today spread the witchy word y'all yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay it is shout out time oh yeah Hey, Jesse!
0: Yes? What's up, (laughs) (laughs)
3: yo? Jesse is our fantastic producer, and we love and adore him for everything that he does for our show. Especially those really cool intros and outros. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And um, I'm happy to make them, as always. And um, glad that they're being uh, well-received at the same time. So... And uh, for all of you listeners who um, enjoy the podcast and maybe you're checking it out on a platform that you're not used to checking us out on, um, keep in mind you can listen to us on just about any podcast platform, Spotify, Anchor, um, anywhere that a podcast can exist, Apple Podcasts as well. And um, we have merchandise if you love our show so much that you just want our logo everywhere and it's a pretty good logo
3: and i do want it everywhere i do (laughs) wallpaper please
0: (laughs) so the um easiest way to find out merch is to basically go to the description in any of the places you are accessing this and there will be a link to getting any merchandise that you would like to your heart's desire Also, if you are like, hey, I really like your show and I want you to keep making episodes, how can I help? Well, if you would like to be a Patreon subscriber, you can subscribe for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror. Once a month, we have a live stream that goes out on YouTube and Facebook and any new subscriber or donor from the time that we did our last live stream to the current one we will do a drawing for a free dolls of horror t-shirt that you can absolutely win simply by showing us some support and you can do it for as little as five dollars uh if you would like to say hi to us you can reach out to us on facebook at the dolls of horror on instagram at the dolls of horror and on twitter at dolls of horror uh, YouTube also, the Dolls of Horror YouTube channel. We are slowly uploading archived episodes from previous episodes onto YouTube to make them basically accessible through that means, if that's easier for some of you. So eventually they will all be up there, but as of now, there's only a few, but it'll it'll get there over time. And that is pretty much, I believe that's my entire pitch. I don't think I have anything else. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thank you, Jesse, because you say it so well. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, um Yeah, we just got our new logo designed by Clark. Shout out to Clark. Shout and out. It's an amazing logo. It's beautiful. Ice Yeah, um Yeah, we just got our new logo designed by Clark. Shout out to Clark. Shout and out. It's an amazing logo. It's beautiful. I said I want it on everything and I really do. I just bought myself a coffee cup, I bought myself a journal, I bought (sighs) myself a t-shirt and I bought myself a hoodie. Yes. I'm going to be a walking advertisement.
1: (laughs) And I'm so excited for it. I want to be a walking advertisement too. Like I'm so excited to get this logo on everything that I can. I really want a purse,
3: like that would be cool. (sighs)
1: That but there's a backpack, slow.
3: and I really love the backpack. There is a backpack and a tote bag. And the bag. But mm-hmm. I really want that backpack. It is good. Yeah. Now, I'm really excited because I, like I said, I bought the journal. I've never bought a journal from Redbubble before. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see how it looks and the quality of it. If I'm unhappy with the quality of it, I will just take it off of the merch site because I don't want to sell shitty shit. To
1: yeah, people. for sure. <laughs>
3: But, um, yeah, like, if it falls apart right away, I'm just going to take it off. But, like I said, I would like to try these items out before I endorse them. I know I love the Redbubble coffee cups because I have, like, 30 of them in different designs. Mm -hmm. And they're all from Redbubble. So, including the one I'm using right now. My Westerberg High School Uh, Heather's coffee cup came from Redbubble. And... I love it. So I'm a big Red Bubble fan. Same. Yeah. Shout out to Red Redbubble. We love you. We love <laughs> you. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to try out these new products mm. and with the logo on it. And like I said, I'll be a walking advertisement for between the shirt and the face mask and the coffee cup. It's Dolls of Horror all the way. Oh, everything. <laughs> dolls of Horror everything. <laughs> everything. They even have socks. Like, <laughs> you could get to yourself <laughs> Oh, and they sound light, cozy. cozy stretch pants. <laughs> Doll supported oh. leggings. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, please go I check it, it out. out. There is a link in our description, as Jesse mentioned, and I've actually consolidated all of the links on a Linktree link. So, if you want to go to that link, you can access the podcast, access the merch stores, and access Patreon all in one. Um, site which is great and I have started uploading um tiers and levels to the patreon Mm -hmm. with all sorts of different perks and I've named them after our favorite horror dolls such as there's a, a blade level from puppet master there's a baby oopsie daisy level from Demonic Toys. Some of the higher levels, we got like Chucky and Annabelle and Brams. If y'all don't know, Brams is from The Boy, which is such a good so underrated awesome. movie as well. So yeah, all sorts of fun perks. There's there's little perks, there's big perks, there's coasters, magnets, buttons, and then there's bigger things like T-shirts and sweatshirts, and as Jesse said, uh, you can enter in to win a t-shirt for your very own on our live streams as well so that applies for all perks okay yes. yep even if you got the perk that said the t-shirt you're still going to be entered in to win another one mm-hmm. if you want because we have more than one design too i was going to say there's logo options there are logo options so you have choices on which logo you like anyway and that's my pitch <laughs> I'm just so excited to get my merch. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so happy. I know. (laughs) Okay. Um, Also, we need to shout out our boys over It's a Horror Podcast. They are our podcast mentors, so please go check them out. Uh Also, I mentioned it earlier. I want to mention it again, the Suck the Joy podcast. As I said, there are a few episodes still up, so please go check it out. You're going to be in for a good time. And, of course, to our fantastic listeners, thank you. We love you. And to you, Jamie, thank you for being such a great co-host and being my partner in crime.
1: Oh, it is my pleasure. And thank you for being my partner in crime and being (laughs) my my podcast (laughs) (laughs) co-host.
3: It's just a great big party over here. And And it seriously is the highlight of my entire week when I know I get to record with you.
1: I know, me too. I always look
3: forward to it. I mean I live a very dull life, but but you're like number one. Oh (laughs) shit. You're like number one too. It's definitely the highlight of the week. (laughs) 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 Anytime I get to talk horror with anybody. Yes. It's it's the best.
1: It's just I know. And usually that's something that I kinda like spring on to people without them knowing what this what's going on, you know? I just start doing it, and, you know, they're, they're like, oh, that's nice, you know, or, like, sit there and kind of, like, humor me, but then it just keeps going on and on, and they're like, oh, my God, okay, how do we get from this movie to this movie? And it's like, well, you know, he was also in this one, and the funny uh-huh. thing about this one is...
3: <laughs> yeah, and that's why I break down the cast list in so much detail, because... When I'm watching these movies, I realize half the people probably don't care. But I know Jamie cares. I And when I'm watching these movies, I have these credit Rolodexes going off in my brain about all their – I have my own personal IMDb in my brain, essentially. Yeah. It's true. She does. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So that's why I love to mention all of our cast members. So that's why I do what I do. Um. Oh gosh, I think that about wraps wraps it up. We had a witchy time, huh?
1: Oh yeah, we had a witchy Ouija
3: time, and now witchy, you... Ouija weekend. <laughs> and now you know how to say it correctly. You're welcome. And now I know if <laughs>
1: you you wouldn't even begin to know how much that would have helped me to know the right way to say it when I was at all those Ouija. You know, festivals. I would, I would love to go to the festival actually, by the way, now that I know how to say it correctly and
3: get laughed out of town. Well, you know, in the omen part four, that's the one with the little girl. Oh okay. they had an entire like thing with a psychic fair. That's true. Okay. So if they go to
1: one of those, now I'm all set.
3: Psychic fair to experience something like that but I'm I'm game I want to go to a psychic pair. who's in with us huh oh all right oh yeah let's go well thank you guys for sticking with us that about wraps up our witch board episode and I'm so happy we finally got to do this it's so much fun and I can't wait to do part two with you (laughs) 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 it's gonna be great yeah (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to the Dolls of Horror podcast. I hope you have a great, as Jamie said, witchy weekend. Ouija weekend. Witchy Ouija <laughs> weekend. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at thedollsofhorror or on Twitter at dollsofhorror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash thedollsofhorror for more information. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.
2: David, will you be able to choose your parents when you return? Yes. Bullshit. (laughs) Why? You can't believe you were stupid enough to pick your parents? Hey, I don't talk to cardboard. (laughs) Careful, Jim, you're upsetting David. What's he going to do, haunt me?
3: I had an earring that looked almost exactly like that as far as the charms that were on it, the length it was. And I too wore only one because I wanted to be funky.
1: I think the funk also lives inside of you, but I think like <laughs> I think this movie like subconsciously brought the funk out and it was like, <laughs> girl, do it. Just wear that one. Because it's like, man, I've never been in a situation where I had a voicemail from a boy and it was like, oh, hey, I left. I think I left my Ouija at your house last night. You know, the Ouija (laughs) that was like being all weird. It's over at your house still. My Ouija.
3: I think I left my spirit board at your house. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have it back, please? Yeah.